Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Women today. Okay, so I am in uh, one of my favourite parts of the island. I'm up in Craignish, standing in a beautiful garden. I'm here with Karen. Um, Karen, tell me a bit about where we're standing right now. Okay, uh, this is called Castruin. Basically, this cottage here used to be, well, it was two ladies apparently that lived in it. It's now one house. They were sisters. There's two very small Victorian gardens and they've had a lot of work done by Scylla looking and sourcing really some fabulous old plants so that's one of my favourite places. Where we're actually looking is we've got beautiful soft fruits, rhubarb and very old heritage varieties of potatoes and peas and all that sort of thing, lovely veg. And as you can see, we kind of let this just run wild. <laughs> so presumably this is now much as it might have been when they were living here. When, when did the ladies live here? Um, I don't think it was that long ago, but Scylla did an awful lot of work in this garden when she started, which was one of her projects. Yeah, she's created the most beautiful herb garden, which I think we should have a look at because that's definitely definitely worth a look. So as we're walking over towards the herb garden, um, people that lived in this sort of area, I suppose, are, are presuming much of what they planted might have been from a produce point of view to, to be sort of self-sufficient and feed themselves. Might that be the case? Yes, most definitely. It, was, um, it would have been really quite tough up here in the winter, so mm-hmm. everything counted. So anything they could grow, they would grow. Obviously, they, they did grow very nice flowers for the church. Herbs were really important because they were medicinal herbs, most of them. So you would have things that killed worms, intestinal worms, that sort of thing, you know, really nice things. Um, But obviously, you know, they would have suffered from that sort of thing. Things that were really good at getting rid of flies, you know, the houses would have been You had animals very close to the houses, so you would have suffered with a lot of flies. Tansy was very good for that. I'm just thinking over there, there's a whorehound, so it doesn't smell very nice, but they used to use that if you had a cough, um, and they'd make it into a cough candy and things. The lovely flowered that the bees are going absolutely mad for, and the butterflies, that's comfrey. And that's where you get comfrey oil from, is it? Yes, it is. Yep. And uh, that's a great fertiliser as well. They, they would have used all the leaves and everything. You know, things. if they didn't use them medicinally, they would have used them mm-hmm. either to eat. Comfrey you can eat, um, but it's a great fertiliser as well. So nothing would go to waste. Absolutely nothing. Do you actually utilise any of them in those manners now? Um, Not at the moment. Um, I think that could be in the future. I think it would be a really nice thing to introduce, Mm -hmm. to introduce people, you know, possibly workshops and that sort of thing and, and do some demonstrations and that sort of thing. Obviously, some of these medicinal herbs are really, really quite powerful. Mm-hmm. and quite dangerous so um, <laughs> it's just educating people and I think there's so much interest out there it's great that they want to actually step back in time and and realize what they were doing then actually wasn't that bad and we could be using it now still 
And you did actually have some uh, rather special visitors this weekend up here, didn't you? <laughs> Very special. It was my sister's big birthday and she was over from London and we had a big family gathering and I brought mum and dad and all the family up. And where do, where do mum and dad actually live? They live in Douglas and they haven't been up here for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they were quite surprised at how wonderful it is and how much gardening I have to do up here and uh, it's a good job they're in their 80s because otherwise they'd be up here helping me being keen gardeners but um, yeah I think I'll let them off now they're well into their 80s. <laughs> What's, which is your favourite bit? I think the most favourite bit is the little Victorian garden at the top by Castroon and um, it's really quite a secret garden so I think we should go and have a look there. <gasps> secret garden, take me there! <laughs> Ooh, this looks interesting, are we nearly there? We are, so... We're sort of pushing through a nat natural doorway here into what is a beautiful array of colour and flowers. This is so lovely. Just tell me a little bit about what we're surrounded by here. Well, there's some really old Victorian plants that uh, definitely would have been grown at Craigneesh at that time. Um, and again, we, we don't mind quite a few weeds that grow because weeds are just misplaced plants. And as you can hear, the buzzing, mm -hmm. uh, the bees absolutely love them. So this would have been an area presumably that the ladies might have come and sat because I can see there's little sort of seat stones um, that they could come and sit and just, just chill out <laughs> back here maybe. Yes, um, they definitely would. And these little stone um, seats, uh, they call them binks. The ladies use those a lot because obviously the cottages were so dark um, the windows were really small, they didn't have great light, so they would have most definitely have sat outside and used the binks a lot, either doing their sewing, embroidery, darning, um, most things actually, because it was so dark inside the cottages, so they made use of these binks a great deal. And obviously if you've got um, beautiful flowers surrounding you, then there's no better place really, is there? Down here with the little very pretty white flower, we've got um, woodruff, sweet woodruff, and um, that definitely would have been used here quite a lot. They dried it and used it to stuff pillows and mattresses. And when it's dry, it smells of um, sweet meadow hay. Wow. And, uh, how so it's nice like an early Febreze. Yes. <laughs> how lovely going to bed with your pillows stuffed with something like that. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like a packing material, it was for the smell? I think it was more for the smell. It probably was for packing as well, but the smell apparently is, when it's dried, is beautiful. So I'm looking forward to doing some of that. <laughs> And that the secret garden has many sections. We've just come round a hedge and there's another bit here with entirely different flowers in. What have we got here? Um, in here we've got quite a few old roses. Um, Scylla went to a lot of trouble to try and source these and they're very old um, Victorian varieties and I can't wait to see them because obviously I haven't seen them out in flower so 
Um, That's one of the joys of gardening, isn't it? It's a surprise <laughs> when things actually do come into flower. It is, yeah. It's um, it's something that we all look forward to. It's a long winter when there's nothing growing and everything looks quite dire. And then spring springs on us and, and then you've got all this and it makes it all worthwhile. Working out in the freezing cold. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it definitely makes it worthwhile. So do the, do the types of plants have to be quite hardy then to survive up here? I mean, where we're standing in the secret garden seems beautifully warm and sheltered because of the hedging, but what's it like in general, this area, to grow things in? The ground is very good. They've obviously, um, the people that worked the land here obviously worked it very well. So it does grow a lot of stuff very well. However, winter when the wind comes it's really really very challenging indeed yeah but we just don't get the hard frosts and things like that so you can actually you can grow I wouldn't say tender things but you can grow the majority of things that would normally grow on island um there's a few things that you wouldn't even bother with um but you get to know what those are and generally we can put things in a sheltered position and make sure they're in the right position and and off they go with the help of the hedges and the stone walls and uh, placing stuff in the right place it's amazing what you can grow actually and i can see some strawberries coming out it looks like some rhubarb there as well so what happens with your crops then well um it's all very exciting the sound cafe and the tea rooms here at craigniche are going to hopefully use everything that we can produce so shortly they'll be they've used all the rhubarb so far and they've had quite a lot of that uh they're using the thyme and the parsley they'll use anything that we've got really which is really lovely here comes one of the little cats. We'll have to make sure we shoo him off the strawberries. <laughs> oh, a little Manx cat that loves lying in amongst the strawberries. <laughs> um, yeah, but we, we don't use any sprays and we just try and do things as naturally as possible, really. It's hard work. Um, so lucky that at the moment, I think we're up to about six volunteers up here on a Tuesday, which is fantastic. But we're always looking for more. <laughs> so if if someone's listening and they like the idea, what sort of qualities do you need to have to be a volunteer in your garden, Karen? Just loads of enthusiasm. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just great. And we work really well as a team. Quite often it's quite a social thing. So you don't need to know anything about gardening. We'll, you know, steer you round and hopefully encourage you and and get your interest going, hopefully. Now... Christy the weather is fantastic it wasn't like this earlier but it's beautiful now and I can't think of anywhere on the island I'd rather be than up here on a day like this Women Today Don't sit in the slow lane join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all new super fast plus broadband Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month so don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shaw.com. Love being Shaw. Terms and conditions apply.